Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I'm talking about five lifestyle changes to banish anxiety. This is a basic 101 podcast on lifestyle changes to change up your anxiety, your stress levels, your OCD. Get yourself more calm by doing the lifestyle changes that are required in order to take care of your nervous system. And I'm going to tell you the five of them right off the bat, and then we'll get into them one at a time. The first one is meditation. The second one is sleep. The third is exercise. The fourth is diet. And the fifth is gratitude. Now, there's lots of bits and pieces on many different podcasts about these things, but I wanted to do a basic one-on-one podcast. I have a lot of new listeners, and I hope that you will take heart when you hear these five lifestyle changes, because for all the people I have talked to over all of these years, without making these changes, many of the other things that we try to add will just, it's like building the house on sand. These are the basic building blocks and I'm hoping that you will be able to implement these in your life. Meditation, let's talk about that. We want to be able to connect to ourselves, our inner life. We are always with our mind and body. We are not always with the outer world of people, places, and things that changes all the time, but we are always with ourselves and we need to be able to have a way to connect with it. And meditation is the way. We tend to go away from it when we start to feel better. Many people meditate and I want to um, say that It's okay if you have tried this and you fell down and it didn't work or your anxiety came back, just get up again. This is, we have all had many bumps in the road. We have fallen down the wormhole here and there. And, but what I want to say is you never need to live with anxiety. Will you have anxious times in your life? Yes. But if you can nail this first one, this first lifestyle change of meditation, you're going to find great peace in your life for your life. We want to remember that we want to become acquainted with this mind that we carry with us day in and day out. This mind that if we are not friendly with it, and if we are not paying attention to it, where it goes, what it does, we are just letting random thoughts lead our lives. And the place where we become familiar with all of that is in meditation. It's where we set aside time to be with ourselves, to be with our mind. Where does it go? What does it do? How can we look at it differently? How can we respond to it differently? I want to say right here, this just popped into my mind that meditation 
is not used as a way to get out of a difficult, stressful feeling situation, uh, physical problem, anxiety, whatever, depression. This is not meditate. We should all be meditating, everybody. And without it, we fall into these things such as uh, illness, depression, uh, anxiety, all of these things much more easily because we don't, we're not even in control of what's going on. This random mind that we don't know how to steer is, is taken over. We have many random thoughts. And if you sit down for meditation for five minutes, I know you're going to see a lot of those random thoughts. Everybody has them. But what you do in meditation is you steer your concentration, you, and your, focus back to where you want it. And at the end at meditation, that would be to, to the breath. We can use the breath as the anchor. It's always there. Bring it back to the breath over and over. And you get very strong at being able to steer your focus concentration to where you want it to go rather than where the mind and its random ramblings wants to go. So Spend some time in meditation, and I want you to start slow. I like people to start with 10 minutes, um, and perhaps starting with 10 minutes of the body scan that we have on the, the website is the place to start. Start with the body scan. That'll get you used to spending 10 minutes uh, with yourself. Eventually, then you want to graduate on uh, to longer periods of time, and you can let the body scan go and go into quiet meditation. You d- won't always need a guided meditation. You can meditate with yourself, with the sounds that are around you. Use those as an anchor. Use your breath as the anchor. But do know that it will change over time. Now, many people say to me, I can't do 10 minutes. I can't, I can't find the time or I can't do it. So I say to you, then do five minutes. And then I hear, well, I can't do five minutes. I get too antsy. I can't do sit for five minutes. So I say, you start with one minute, same place, same time, every day, one minute, then build it up to five then to 10, then to 20. Then let's talk. When you've got 20-minute meditation going every day, there are some awesome changes that will be happening. But you can also notice changes that happen much earlier on. There are deep things changing in the brain with meditation, and I want you to do it. Um, I, I think if you can practice by just first building the habit with your one to five to 10 minutes a day, that will be fabulous. Let's start there, building the meditation habit. Now, number two on my list is sleep. And I won't be able to spend so much time with all of these. And I could actually do an entire podcast on each of these, which will be in order. Let's just do that. But sleep, I want you to have an awareness of your sleep and how you feel. How do you feel? How many hours are you getting? Are you getting six hours? How do you feel? Write these down in your journal. Can you map out so that you can start getting six hours or seven hours? The ideal for every human being 
is eight to nine hours. And unless you are an outlier, and there are very few of them, so don't try to fool yourself into thinking you're an outlier. Everybody's all, Everybody I talk to is an outlier. Oh, I only need five hours of sleep. You think that's all you need because you don't know how good it feels to live your life getting eight or nine. Now, when you are healing, whether that be mentally or physically, you may need more sleep. So do not fear if you need 10 hours of sleep right now. If that's what your body is requiring, let it happen. It's healing. We're all in a different place. And as you heal, you will be able to have just a little bit less to get you down to those eight or nine hours. And you will notice that if you keep a schedule, you will feel so much better. Always going to bed at the same time, always getting up at the same time, even on the weekends. This makes a big difference. When you are getting the right amount of sleep, you don't need to sleep in on the weekends. If you need to be sleeping in on the weekends, it's because you're not getting enough sleep during the week. And that needs to change because there's so much that happens in the brain when we sleep. And I can't get into that right here, right now, but I will say there is so much that happens in the brain during sleep. You do not want to be cutting yourself short on this because if there was a medicine that could do to us what happens to us in sleep, there, everybody'd be lining up for it. Well, all you have to do is go to bed and get up the same time every day and sleep for eight hours and you got it. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. So now to number three, exercise. You know, your fitness level will determine how much exercise you need as a human being. And when you are, so there's no one size fits all here. You will have to go with what your body needs. If you are an athlete and you're anxious, you're going to need a higher level of exercise to burn off your extra cortisol and adrenaline. 
But you also may want to look at, am I over-exercising? Is this too much stress on my body? Because that can work either way. Exercise is a stress, but it can be a good stress or it can be overdone and be a negative stress on us. So check into that. But you don't want to go out and overtrain your body. Gotta go with your flow. If you've never exercised before, please just start by walking. We are built to walk. Get out there and walk. And if it's bad weather, too hot as it is kind of hot here these days, or if it is too cold and snowy, like where I came from, you want to know that you can go to indoor places to walk. You can either go to a gym, you can go to a mall, go to somewhere. Uh, Actually, when I was in Skinny Atlas, uh, New York, they had the high school. We would go to the high school uh, and we would walk and run around the gym when the weather was cold. So when I was in this kind of running club thing, that really was a long time ago. And But there's places, so you can't, uh, and now I like to go to the gym because it's cool in there. It's cold inside the gym. So find what you can do. I like to walk in the park. You've got to get those arms and legs moving. Everybody can do it. You don't have to overdo it either. That is important. It's an excellent way. If you like sports, get out and and do your sport because that also feeds your soul, right? You are feeling like you are accomplishing, uh, getting better at it, you know, uh, a team. Maybe it's with a team. And so you have that camaraderie. Find what works for you. But the point is that you get some exercise every day. Number four is diet. Yes, diet. There is no perfection. Uh, it's even kind of a weird word because diet. Everybody wants to go on a diet. Diet means losing weight. No, it doesn't. Diet means what you eat. So there's no perfection in it. We're always a work in progress. We're moving forward. And what we want to do when we are dealing with our anxiety and stress levels, we want to eliminate things such as our inflammatory foods. So that means if you have any food sensitivities, you want to eliminate those foods. Um, Dairy is not a treat if it's inflammatory for you. It's just not. So you want to be able to check into what your food sensitivities are. And again, a journal can really come in handy there. And if you need extra help with any of this, I'm happy to work with people one-on-one to get these kind of things straightened out. It doesn't take too much to get it going. You also want to eliminate the sugar. It's very inflammatory and the processed foods. So there's a lot of things in those processed foods, such as additives and colorings and too much salt, things that we just don't. If you can get away from the processed foods and the sugar and your food sensitivities, you've cut out most of them, most of those inflammatory problems. The um, other thing that is also very inflammatory and can cause, because, you know, inflammation can go out throughout our whole, whole body. You can inflame your brain. I hope you guys are feeling that. It isn't just joints that end up feeling uh, inflamed. Our brain gets inflamed. And so you really want to be eliminating these things so that you can be on the top of your game. And then there's so much less stress on the body. Also, look at your caffeine and your alcohol. 
If you have anxiety and you're drinking coffee, you have to let it go unless you are drinking decaf. Please do this for yourself. I know everyone is the outlier who it doesn't bother me. I hear that all the time. It cannot be true that every single one of you is the outlier. Let it go. I have way too many stories of people who didn't want to let it go. They finally did let it go. And then they write to me and tell me, oh my goodness, I can't believe what a change that made. So this isn't just me saying it. I didn't, it's not because I read it in a book. This is fact. Drinking caffeine or eating caffeine is exactly the same as having a stress response. So if you don't mind having that additional stress, go to, go for it. But most of us are trying to eliminate the stress burden that we are carrying. So the greatest place for you to do that is to let go of the caffeine. And alcohol can be a trigger for anxiety also. So just take a peek at that and see if you can tighten that up too. And then last but not least, I have gratitude. And you know, I love the gratitude journal and I believe and have watched so many people when they begin to see the world through the eyes of gratitude, how life changes. And it changes because you see your problems differently. You see your stresses differently. You see the people in your life differently. Everything changes and you can begin a gratitude practice by going and getting a little journal or a document on your computer or your phone and listing three to five gratitudes every day that don't repeat. The reason I say these things over and over again is because they matter. It really does matter. I know they sound simple and they sound small, but when you start coupling these things together, the body and the mind begin to respond. The gratitude trains the mind to look for gratitude and it begins to not have so much attachment to the negative bias. We are built with a negative bias. We see problems more easily than we see gratitudes or joy, but that is not set in stone. We can also change that a little bit. We don't need to always be going to the negative. We're built like that for survival, but we are no longer cavemen needing to protect ourselves in the same manner. We can let go and begin to evolve and change a little bit more by looking at life through the lens of gratitude. You know, the we're built to pay attention to the negative like Velcro and the positive slide off us like Teflon. It's just the way we're built, but we can begin to pay more attention and to collect those positives and those gratitudes so that we can look at them and be reminded that life really is okay. We need to make the mind look where we want it to go. And with meditation practice, this can become our new habit. I hope that you guys are enjoying the show and I love being able to be here for you. The emails you guys send and the messages on Facebook are awesome and I want you to know just how much I appreciate you and you taking the time to let me know how you're doing. 
I hope that you are all having a lovely day and that it can be just a little bit brighter after listening to the show. And now for today's quote. Progress begins with the belief that what is necessary is possible. And that's from Norman Cousins. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.